We have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to No Brains, No Headache Podcast, episode 129. I'm Jordan Weichel, an entrepreneur and podcaster from Bismarck, North Dakota, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined by fellow podcaster and art collector, Matt Ongo Cleary. On today's show, we have an interview with Greg Brown, host of the Daily Intermission Podcast. He tells us all about his show, Life as a Modern Day Canadian, and we get to play his TikTok famous game, Guess the Athlete. Big thank you to Greg for joining the show, and make sure you check out his work. We finish up with Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week 9 results, and pick our lineups for Week 10. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Hey, if you enjoy the show, please consider following us on all social media platforms for extra exclusive content. We share in between episodes, which drop every single Tuesday. To make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, hit that subscribe or follow button. Episode 129 of No Brains, No Headache podcast is an NBNH media production. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. We now welcome on Greg from the Daily Intermission podcast. Greg, thanks for joining No Brains, No Headache podcast. Gentlemen, it's my pleasure. How are we doing today? We're doing well since you brought your entire studio home with you for a quality interview, and that's what. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes you got to, uh, you know, make shift, and and uh, you're on the run. Yeah, I had some Wi-Fi problems at the studio, but you know what? It's uh, it's all good. We'll rock and roll from home today. Does Canada have decent Wi-Fi, or what's the quality like? Yeah, you know, the igloo. It, I mean, sometimes the signal can be a little sketchy, but uh, yeah, fortunately, um, you know, I rounded up the dogs in the sled and we found our way back to some Wi Fi service. So no, it's all good here. <laughs> I think we're actually like more north than you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, yeah, we'd probably, probably be pretty close. Um, Atlanta, Canada. We're right on the water here in Nova Scotia, but honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, you guys are right under Alberta and like Manitoba. Uh, so, Winni- Winnipeg's like six hours away. Okay, so Manitoba, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you guys know what it's like. The snow comes in the winter, and and uh, we enjoy the summer when it comes around. Absolutely. Before we get too deep into Canada, we'll reel it back there. Uh, let's talk about your podcast, shall we, Matt? Yeah. So can you give us like the origin story? Because I'm a relatively new listener to the Daily Intermission, so I wanted to kind of get like the the origin story of it and what what made you do it. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. It's, it's a great question, frequent question for sure. But uh, yeah, so I was doing my uh, my MBA um, in 2019, and I graduated um, with inten- with intentions of getting into the sports world, the sports media world. Um, unfortunately, COVID uh, struck, and um, you know, a lot of the employers that I was had been talking to weren't hiring, and um, you know, the world sort of shut down. Uh, so um, my friend Nate and I decided that, uh, you know, we would start a podcast and, um, you know, we both love to talk sports. Um, and so, yeah, we went at it and, um, you know, we needed a way to promote the podcast. Obviously, you probably know that that's, a, a you know, a, a massive hurdle, a massive challenge um, when you're dealing with the podcast world, because it's not like it's 2015, 2016 anymore. A lot of people are, you know, 
getting into the podcast game. It's a very competitive landscape nowadays. So you need a way to separate yourself and you need a way to, you know, advertise and market yourself. So we got onto TikTok and things kind of took over. Um, you know, we we came up with the, a segment called Guess the Athlete um, and um, we gained a lot of fandom through that. And um, so, yeah, so we used TikTok was was the biggest kind of springboard for for the podcast. But yeah, it you know, I've, I've always wanted, I've always been, you know, a mega sports fan. Um, and uh, I'll tell you a quick story too. When I was doing my master's, um, you know, a lot of talented individuals in the classroom, um, you know, whether, you know, they were amazing accountants or amazing, you know, at finance, you know, my biggest value proposition in class was being a sports fan, a sports guru. So I always thought, you know, you, you, when you're comparing yourself, it's not good to compare yourself, but when you're looking at competitive advantages for yourself, um, you know, really identify those and use those to try to structure your career around. Yeah. I, I get Mike punch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you said guess the athlete and that's like, you have a very recognizable face from that because I feel like half of them go viral and if you're scrolling through TikTok, you've seen your face. So I have a little bit of anxiety when I watch them just because you're watching the clock and then I get so angry at the end. How have you not just punched a hole through a wall? Yeah, I've been pretty close. Uh, if you're, you know, if you've been following for a long time, I've got a short fuse. Um, you know, I don't know whether that's from uh, playing sports at a young age, but, but yeah, I mean, it, you just really never like the amount of comments that the library of comments that you can pick from and bring up and, and try to guess there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of comments. So you never really know, is it going to be something simplistic here? Is it going to be, you know, an athlete that I'm, you know, that I recognize from, you know, my lifetime watching sports or are they currently on the team? But, you know, obviously our default answers through the early of Tony Hawk and Simone Biles have kind of, you know, been on brand. But yeah, I mean, some of the so, some of the, you know, recommendations and requests are so outlandish. So yeah, it gets frustrating at times because me personally, I think it's a big talent of mine to be able to navigate all of the leagues and to be able to narrow down rosters and to be able to guess athletes like that to me is, you know, a, a massive talent. But you know, you got to have fun with the audience as well. If they want to see some score rounds and some, you know, an f around a little bit, then you got to play to it. Yeah, it's a testament. I mean, we went on a movie trivia podcast and we broke the record for lowest points ever scored. So we also geez. broke the record for most half points of any okay. <laughs> we just yeah, kept I wouldn't be complimenting the host and he kept giving us half <laughs> points. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're evolving that game slowly but surely. Um, with the daily intermission, do you guys talk all sports or is there a focus on one or the other? Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of revert back to that value proposition. Um, I think that, uh, you know, well-rounded, well-versed in a lot of sports, mainly the big four, the MLB, NHL, NBA, um, and NFL. And then I love the PGA Tour. I'm gaining fandom in the UFC. I love watching fights, especially the big ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think once you get that involved in sports and once you're as involved as I am, I mean, things like tennis and things, um, you know, like F1 and NASCAR, they start to kind of build, um, you know, in your library of, of you know, thoughts and news tracking. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like to think of myself as a one trick pony. I mean, some other some sports are better than others. But, yeah, I like to think that uh, I follow them all pretty closely and, and uh, you know, can give you a narrative on most things. If you had to pick a sport that you hate the most, what would it be? Gosh, that's a good question. Um, I would say curling for me. Um, when curling's on TV, it's just something that I can't stand. And obviously, too, I know a lot of people love curling, and a lot of people love to you know take the time and watch it. But for me, you know, people screaming "hurry, hard!" and they're throwing rocks down the ice. To me, that's uh, that's one that I just I can't uh, can't sit down and watch. I would not have expected that answer. That's I was gonna say, is it because the U.S. is better at curling than Canada now, or? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys can have that. Uh, you, you, you guys can Sweet. take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you take that. 
so being being from Canada, we kind of have the the same thing here is we're we're not in a major sports market. So how do people pick their teams up there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of uh, football fans in Atlanta, Canada specifically love the Patriots. Uh, Boston's about 10 hours away, uh, 10 hour drive. So um, I think that the New England area is very attractive for a lot of Atlanta Canadians, obviously Montreal and Toronto. So that's I would find I, I think Boston, Toronto. Uh, but when we look at the Raptors, um, they are kind of like the one team in Canada so the Raptors and Jays so they have uh, pretty much take over the entire country um but then when we're talking hockey it's like Montreal Toronto Boston out west but or sorry out east but um but yeah it's it's sporadic I mean you know there's diehard sports fans across the country and I mean they're there's they they love every team they'll come up with a crazy narrative of why they're a Nashville Predators fan in Minnesota or in uh in Manitoba so yeah it's 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 diverse for sure up here in Canada but for us Atlanta Canadians I would say uh Montreal Boston in Toronto. Well, you'll be happy to know that we did a podcast wager earlier in the MLB season, and I I took the Blue Jays as my AL team. Didn't pan out, but I had the faith. Yeah, unfortunately, everyone was very fairly bullish on the Blue Jays this season. Um, <laughs> a lot of analysts as well. We had Russell Dorsey on the podcast, a Bally Sports MLB analyst, and he said he liked the Jays this year too, going a nice run. And yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of the a lot of the players that they paid this season uh, and expected them to have the, to have big seasons didn't really pan out. I'm um, looking at like Jose Barrios, for example, and uh, Hung Jae Ryu. I ended up missing most of the season. So yeah, hopefully the pitching staff can get healthy and, and maybe they can go have another crack next year. You kind of sound like me. If you get like one inkling of that, Oh, it's like this guy, even if he has no recognition that they might win, it's like, all right, I'm going to bet my house on it. Yeah, I, I love sports betting for sure. And I'll throw some futures down. I definitely had some coin on, on the Blue Jays winning. So it was a bit of a disappointment to see them go out. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I'm well immersed in the in the sports betting landscape. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if I like a narrative and, and if I hear a little bit of, uh, you know, professional analysts, uh, you know, say they're bullish, I'll, uh, I'll hop on it for sure. So staying uh, kind of geographically with this question, you keep saying, uh, Atlantic Canadians is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, so the Atlantic provinces of Canada would be Newfoundland, New Brunswick, PEI, and Nova Scotia. Okay, and in America, we just call it the East Coast. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you said you're on Atlantic time, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to sound dumb here. I'm going to Google this one. <laughs> yeah. So we're yeah we're an hour ahead, I guess, of the Eastern time zone. Oh shit! So it's like nine there. Uh, it's eight. So it's seven in the Eastern time zone right now, right? Okay, I'm done. Both geography and math. Are you, math are, you, are you central, mountain, or mountain? Yeah, time? central. Central, yeah. So we're two hours ahead of you. You're 608. We're 808 right now. Got, got the live time coming at our listeners. Yeah, for everyone it. curious about what time we were recording <laughs> yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's Nova Scotia famous for besides the Curse of Oak Island? Uh, yeah, for sure. That's definitely uh, one way people connect with Nova Scotia. I would think just the high-profile NHL players. I mean, we look at Three of the top 10 players in the NHL are all from Nova Scotia. We look at Sidney Crosby, Brad Marchand, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, we've got some young, talented stars as well. Drake Batherson uh, from Nova Scotia. Uh, Ryan Graves, defenseman uh, for the New Jersey Devils from Nova Scotia. Um, you know, we've got some serious, like we're just, we're a hockey, you know, talented, uh, hockey hotbed, I'll put it. Um, but yeah, I would say uh, we're probably known for our, our high-end NHL players. What do you think the most Canadian thing about you is? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, and I have an gonna... answer for you once you answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, um, I, I do love maple syrup. 
Um, I, I guess that would be that would be one. I mean, I would probably think that you would think that I have an accent, but um, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, most Canadian thing about me. Um, gosh, I celebrate Canada Day pretty heavily. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really, uh, you know, obviously I identify as Canadian, but I, I love hockey and I and I played hockey growing up. We'll, we'll put it that way. I'm a big hockey hockey fan, hockey player. How many Molsons are you drinking in a night? Yeah, uh, uh, more of an IPA guy when I have okay. my beer. But yeah. uh, I mean, so I that, could, that I, could I could house eight, I could house eight to twelve moles and be fine. <laughs> okay, well, my answer that I had for you is when I was just doing just a binge listen of your podcast is uh, bringing a hockey score sheet from your nine year old playing days into your university cafeteria. Yeah, that's a pretty Canadian thing for sure. And that's definitely a mistake that I made in my uh, in my undergrad was bringing that game sheet in. But that's a fun game sheet. I mean, I scored a hat-trick against Nathan McKinnon growing up, so that one's special for me. Yeah, I would definitely, uh, you know, just ride that out for the rest of your life. Uh, our big thing is we played t-ball with Carson Wentz. So okay. pretty much athletes. Yeah, yeah, he, he couldn't hit the strike zone, could he? Oh, it was t-ball, so good thing he wasn't throwing. Yeah, yeah. absolute yeah. defensive liability, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know the story yet, but how in the hell did you get kicked out of a charity hockey game? Yeah, uh, so I, I was. I, this is a great story. Um, so at our undergrad, you know, at our university, uh, the business faculty would play uh, the kinesiology faculty in a hockey game. Uh, I was playing junior hockey at the time, so uh, I was playing in a league where you know we could fight, we could hit, you know, we could do all of the above. Uh, it was fairly competitive. So when we went on into these, well, we went into this faculty game. I had teammates playing on both teams, and you know we were clearly you know a lot better than some of the players playing in the game. And uh, you know a guy kind of you know gave me a greasy shot in the front of the net, and then dropped his gloves. So I said, "Let's do it." And I dropped my gloves and I kicked <laughs> the shit out of him. <laughs> so in a charity game, the gloves first to be clear. Yeah, he invited me. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't look like a complete asshole, just a partial asshole. No, I looked like a complete asshole. Uh, yeah, there, there was a lot of profs in the ga- at the game. I wasn't. It was this was my second year of my undergrad, so four years, and and I wasn't allowed to play in the game for the rest of my time. At, at, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine why. A double yeah. secret probation. You can't play in the hockey game. <laughs> That's right. Is the charity still around, or did that just cripple it too? Oh yeah, no, no, no. They, uh, they still raise a bunch of money, um, for, for a great foundation. But you know what I thought, you know, it, it's an entertainment value. I mean, I thought I brought value to the game. I thought, you know, people would want to come back and watch, you know, watch, uh, you know, that type of entertainment for years to come. So I guess I was wrong. And, and, uh, fortunately there wasn't any disciplinary beyond just not being able to play in the game. It was just charity for a rare blood disease and you made the guy bleed. I don't know what else they want, you know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, what would you say the best insult on the ice is? Uh, yeah, uh, it's typically probably not not able to be said on the podcast. Um, you know, typically, you know, family oriented um, uh, or, you know, just, you know, facial oriented. I mean, I think <laughs> I, I was, uh, you know, I grew up and played hockey, you know, 2010 to to 2015 and even you know in that last decade you know times have changed a lot and you know what's accepted in society to say to people has changed a lot so i think the way i chirped um playing hockey growing up i don't think that i'd be able to uh to you know say those types of things nowadays yeah i was a terrible shit talker uh yeah i I would basically just like get i was a football player and they'd knock me to the ground they'd be like yeah i just worked your ass and i'm like yeah you did (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's always frustrating too because you're looking for a negative reaction. They get a positive reaction, and then eh, it's sort of like a friendly relationship. I, I was assuming that you'd be on the line uh, in the trenches, O line, D line brawl. It sounds like I, I forgot to talk shit most of the time. I realized, you know, towards the end of the playing career, I was like, shit, I, I need to talk more shit. I forgot all these, all this time. You know, what would you say to a young player in talking shit? Do it, do it often, do it less, be smart. What are you thinking? Yeah, it depends on what type of player you are. Um, you know, if you can, if you're playing, can do the talking, do the trash talking. Uh, hockey, for example, if you're filling the net, um, or if, like you're a linebacker in football and you're making a ton of tackles, uh, you probably don't need to, you know, shit talk. But if That's you make why a big I did play, pretty much, yeah. You know, it, you might need it to kind of back up some of your game. You know, if you're only a guy that's making two tackles a game or, you know, you're not you're scoring every fifth game and you're hitting a lot. Well, maybe you got to get, you know, maybe it's a part of the game that you got to indulge into to, you know, make yourself more well-rounded. Yeah, really need to up the verbal game more than the physical sometimes. That's right. Okay, I have a real thinker for you. Go ahead. If you had to take a group of guys out to go drinking, you get four of them. You get one from each major sport of all time. Who are you taking? Okay. Uh, from the MLB, I'm taking Kelly Gruber. You may not have heard of him. You may never have heard of him. Um, but he was the second baseman for the Blue Jays when they won their two championships in 92-93. Uh, but I've actually boozed with him, and he's an absolute booze hound. He tells a story. Um, he was on a, he was in a slump, um, so his coach brought him in and said, listen, Kelly, we're going to give you the day off. And he went out, and he he went out drinking that night and then they brought him in the next day and his replacement couldn't play. So we sat him down uh, at, at the desk. This was in, in, in the nineties, early nineties. And he said, um, you know, listen, coach, like I can't play like I'm seeing double. And he guess they handed him like a pint of Jack Daniels and said, shoot. And he said, well, how many you seen? He said, coach, like this isn't helping. Shoot again, shoot again. I see three. He said, hit the middle one. And I played my, one of my best games and broke my slump. <laughs> so I'll take uh, Kelly Gruber uh as my uh, as my first one he must um, be really fun to drink with if you've already drank with him and you're gonna do it again in this scenario 100 percent would do it again he had some great stories to tell and I, baseball uh through the late 80s early 90s was an absolute shit show uh yeah. so the stories that he told were amazing uh i would take gronk out of the nfl uh just because one he can party and two i think that he would bring along a lot of great looking females um i think that, that he would kind of check those two big boxes i know kelly gruber wouldn't he's kind of a grizzled veteran now he smokes so he probably, <laughs> wouldn't, he probably wouldn't be checking those those uh you know those boxes so we'll bring gronk along uh the nhl is a good question i'll bring drake he's one of my close buddies drake batherson uh young stud in the nhl uh good east coaster so i'll take drake from the nhl then from the nba who we bringing from oh let's we'll bring dennis robin along just to kind of round out the group i mean just an absolute wild card you know wild card you never really know what's going to happen with that guy that's a that's a solid group right there i'd say there's two people you may be expected in, in the gronk pick and then you got the other two that you've already drank with you know these guys they're checking off boxes, and that's why they're on your drinking team right now. There's no awkward kind of meet up with five guys. Three of them are already, you know, we're already well, uh, well accustomed with each other's presence. So yeah, it's just two guys we're gonna bring in, and we're gonna be. That's a five something that's gonna be reckoned with. Yeah. I, if I, I started a story saying I went out drinking with Rob Gronkowski and Dennis Rodman, I would assume the story ends with we all died. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, there's there's a chance of that happening for sure, but I think that you just got to be open to it. You live once, and and I mean, there's going to be some stories told, either by you or someone who was in the vicinity watching. Is uh is you do you know a lot of like athletes, or is that something that you know you're kind of used to? Is maybe running into a few professional athletes here and there and having a beer or two with them? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, especially being in Nova Scotia. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I've played football too with some players that are in the CFL. I don't really consider that, you know, m massive professional sports. Um, but, uh, you know, Drake's a close friend of mine. He plays for the Ottawa Senators. We golf, uh, every Wednesday together in the men's league at our home course. But, um, you know, I, here and there you run, run by them, but I, I wouldn't say outside of Drake that I'm close with any other real professional athletes. I'll reach out to them here and there. If they follow us on social media, try to get them on the podcast. Um, you know, I work with Bally sports a little bit and, um, you know, they'll connect me with some athletes, but in terms of running, you know, into them and, and saying hi and hanging out, not beyond Drake. No. Have you been pretty surprised? Like if you reach out to an athlete and then the response you get, yeah, it's, it's kind of depends on the athlete, really. Uh, some of them are, you know, great guys and very open to it. Some will kind of just shrug you off and say, um, you know, you know, maybe some other time or no, I can't do it. It's just really dependent on the, uh, on the single situations, I guess. I don't find there's a uniform theme and in, in, into how they treat podcast hosts and, and, uh, social media, um, you know, aspiring influencers. I'll, I'll say it like that. Yeah. I think the reason I asked is because I, you know, early on in our podcast, kind of a, Similar story to you, two friends, COVID, starting it up, getting after it. Um, yeah, we just kind of started reaching out to people, and it would be surprising um, that some would actually say yes. Do you actually get people who say maybe another time or no? Because we just don't get a response, and then we assume that's no. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've yeah, I, I mean, I've had uh, Brendan Gallagher on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he follows us on TikTok, and I reached out, and we kind of had a back and forth. And he said, "I don't think this week's going to work," or I, and then you know later on, I don't think this is going to work. And then I pretty much got the you know got the signal. He's not looking to come on the podcast. So, <laughs> um, so that you know that um, that's one for example. But yeah, typically you're looking at a ghost if if they're really uh, you know a, a, an asshole about it. But I don't really reach out to anybody that doesn't follow me because. I don't really think I've got the notoriety or the fame uh, per se to you know, hop into LeBron James DMS and say, listen, bud, you want to come talk basketball for, you know, 20 do you, minutes. Do you really want to DM LeBron James? I mean, yeah, I guess that was probably a bad example. I would, I would hop in LeBron's <laughs> um, DMS for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, shade Gilgris Alexander. I'll, I'll say it like that. If I, I, I don't have the, uh, the fame to hop in his DMS. Yeah, Le LeBron uh, hatred aside, he'd be a massive guest. Who are we kidding? Most, yes. uh, most major holidays I get drunk and I, uh, <laughs> Twitter DM uh, Scott Stapp, the lead singer of Creed, okay. wishing him a happy holiday, whatever it is. I just have a, 30 messages from going to Scott Stapp. Just That's super killing random. with kindness. Has he ever replied? Absolutely not. Wow. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. So obviously our headline segment, Guess the Athlete. Um, maybe I can show it on the screen here. Um, it's pretty funny. This guy messaged me every single day, and he has, I think, for close to eight months harry potter as a seeker um and he wants me to to do that for guess the athlete so um i'll put this down i'll just scroll here oh 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 my goodness <laughs> <laughs> just message after that's like a crazy ex-girlfriend or something <laughs> so it's yeah i i check in every once in a while to say uh listen man you're 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 a great supporter i appreciate you but but yeah every single day harry potter as a seeker i expect it that's that's like uh i saw that twitter account where uh, the guy keeps tweeting at Adam Sandler until he gives him a job at Happy Madison. Pretty similar uh, stakes right there. Yeah, that kind of trended a bit on TikTok, you know, like day one of getting, you know, tattoos of Nelk until they hire me and day one of doing this until somebody notices me. That, that trended a little bit on TikTok. I haven't seen that in a little while, but I definitely remember that being uh, a way of people to try to gain uh, attention from from famous folk. 
TikTok's like the Wild West. My new favorite one is uh, blindfolding the person and you throw a random food at them and they have to guess what it is. And it'd be like day 22 of throwing a random food at my roommate and just drills them with a burrito. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm going to be searching that up here shortly. Yeah, we actually have a friend who keeps on uh, adding to his bender until we hire him. Funny thing is we actually do need help, but this is it's fun to watch this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's 30 days drunk looking for a job. <laughs> uh, what else do we got, Matt? We gotta go to the notes. Um, yeah, absolutely. How prepared we are. Okay. This one I think you'd have a really good answer for. If you were an MLB pitcher and you wanted to cheat and not get caught, how would you do it? Oh, it's a great question. Um Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> Um, well, gosh, I'm just thinking at the top of my head here. Um, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I don't have many, much hair left. So I think that I would maybe put a substance on one part of my head that could be hidden by my ball cap and then take it off every once in a while and really rub my full head, like pretend I was wiping sweat. And then maybe a piece of my head had a substance on it. Um, but it, I, I just keep thinking of, of, is it Musgrave for San Diego with his ears? Like he had like a five, three, five on his ears. Like it just looked so obnoxious. That looks so blatant that he was using something, <laughs> but, um, I'll go with my head, but I mean, there's gotta be a, maybe on my cup because you gotta maybe go you could somewhere like, that they don't want to go like right you, up your hoop. Yeah. Your hoop or maybe <laughs> on, on like a cup, because I don't think the ump can come out and check that area, especially in 2022. It's like, are you serious? That's sexual harassment. Um, so yeah, yeah maybe got, your I, cop, maybe just pretend like you're adjusting like a Raphael on the dial. You're always adjusting your, uh, your, your cop and, and underwear balls. Yeah. Yeah. Why does the pitcher keep itching his asshole <laughs> <laughs> under his pants? Yeah, under his <laughs> pants. <laughs> I just go to the major league scene where he's like going through what he has on his chest and he's like Crisco Vagisil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sometimes if I know the umps watching me pretty close, I just get a little jalapeno up in my nose. <laughs> oh, gosh. What an all-time flick. Do you guys go to a lot of uh, sporting events? Maybe not even in the area. Just do you ever fly to cities, check out sporting events? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a travel budget last year. Went to uh, Calgary for the Battle of Alberta, so Edmonton versus Calgary, and then we watched uh, the Flames play. Um, uh, Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals, and then we went to Ottawa, hung out with Drake, and and watched him play, and then uh, Toronto as well. We went for the uh, for the Canadian Open, the PGA Tour. So yeah, definitely a big fan of of uh, going to sporting events. Um, love watching live sport. I always say that you know you watch it on TV so frequently that once you get there and watch it, there's like a there's like a minute, you know, I don't know what, you know, something comes over me. It's like, these guys are just athletes. Like these guys are that good at sports. It's, 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 it's such a crazy realization and the amount of hockey, football, basketball games that I've been to, it happens every single time. I'm like, these guys are just human beings playing a sport. It's just, it's so crazy to watch it in person. I love doing it. Yeah. They're, they just happen to be down on the playing surface and you're drunk in the stands. I've seen it a hundred times. Hey, humble brag on the travel budget, by the way. Uh, Matt and I don't have one. We just spend our finances recklessly. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that. Yeah, I didn't mean to, to bring it up like that. But yeah, we did some traveling last year for uh, for going to sports events, and that's always fun too to to kind of see some people that follow you on TikTok and hang out with them. And um, you know, it's it's definitely kind of my scene. I'll put it that way. So, like, at, at what point in uh, in this career path with the podcast? At what point did you or your co-host kind of say, man, we're really onto something here. Like 
people are starting to notice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was when well, we sold equity to a company in the States. Um, so I think that was a, you know, important milestone for us. Um, for sure. Uh, I think too, um, you know, there's certain milestones in social media that you get really excited about. Um, but I think like, I think at around like 50,000 followers on TikTok, I was like, oh shit, like this is actually, there's, this is picking up some traction here. Like this is, this isn't normal for, you know, two guys in Atlanta, Canada. Um, unfortunately it's just me now, um, okay. you know, doing the podcast and, and doing the social media. Um, unfortunately, Nate decided that, you know, he didn't want to do it anymore. Didn't pursue it. Uh, didn't want to pursue it. And obviously you guys know it's a big grind. And, and, um, you know, a lot of the times if you're balancing other things in your life, you know, you really have to be passionate about it. Yeah, uh, you really have to, you know, love doing it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think, you know, we'll see like fifty thousand followers. I was like, okay, like this is, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, I got to start putting more attention to. Was that your goal when you started the show? Was I want this to be as successful as possible, or you know, I'm just gonna have fun with this, see where it goes? Yeah, uh, I, I think my intentions of doing my MBA was to get into sport, and that's something that I've always been very passionate about, and it's something that I always thought that separated me from the next guy in the room was my ability to talk sports, give a narrative on really anything. Um, so starting the podcast was certainly not just for fun for me. It was for to, to gain entry into the sports media world. Um, you know, it's, it's very challenging, though. As we say, it's very competitive. It's highly competitive. There's a lot of people trying to you know, gain a, a, gain an audience. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's the, if you're not doing things with purpose and intention, then you're not doing things right. So I think, uh, yeah, there was definitely intention and purpose behind starting the podcast. Well, awesome. That's awesome story to hear that things are going well for you. It definitely inspires, uh, people like Matt and myself. We actually started it with the intention of sports. And that was smack dab in the middle of the pandemic where there were no sports. Uh, so that kind of even the start was no brains, no headache. Just our, our idea going into it was like, yeah, let's talk sports, even though there are none. Uh, so now we're pretty much comedy. But it's always nice to have some sports talk with with a, a fellow sports fan and a, and a Canadian. I, I love the fact that you got a Canadian for us, Matt. That's freaking awesome. Uh, I actually have one last question, and this is a big one. <laughs> Super Bowl prediction. I love it. Um, okay, this is going to be. This is probably fairly. I mean, I'd like to go off the board, but um, I think it's going to be Kansas City and Buffalo in the AFC uh, championship. And I think Buffalo gets over the hump. Uh, I think Buffalo makes it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Um, they're such a phenomenal team. Josh Allen. What's so special about Josh Allen? It's just every season it seems like he's getting better. Uh, which Patrick Mahomes has been such a phenomenal talent right off the get-go. It's not like he's improving. He's just been at the top tier, it seems, right from when he's coming to the league. Josh Allen's improving. Um, you know, it seems like he's getting better at reading defenses, going through his progressions. Obviously, he's running a little less because last year, running for 750 yards, I don't know how sustainable that is for a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> um, but yeah, Josh Allen's been fantastic. I, th I really hope that the Buffalo Bills can, can make it to a Super Bowl. I think that would be electric for not only Buffalo, uh, but, you know, just, just for football in general. Um, but those two are going to be going at it for a long time. And I'll say San Francisco, uh, end of the NFC. Um, I really like what they've done bringing in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think that people are quick to forget how talented Christian is. He's been, you know, the top fantasy running back in, in, in football for five years. The only thing that's really been able to stop Christian McCaffrey consistently is injuries. Um, so I think that, you know, with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk, I mean, you just have to have Mr. Service. Will Jimmy G just not make big mistakes? That defense is certainly stout. So I think that uh, San Francisco and, and Buffalo will be my prediction. But opposite ends of America, we got the Bills versus the Niners. 
Niners. Uh, they're going to meet in Glendale, according to our guest today. I don't know if you can see this hat. It's a Panthers hat, so you are just crushing my man's dreams right now. Well, it wasn't just injuries. It was a lack of a good coaching staff, okay? <laughs> when you have Ben McAdoo out there with a bad haircut trying to give good advice, it's just not going to work. He goes there for one game and, like, breaks an NFL record. Yeah, first time since 2005, uh, you know, receiving, running, and throwing touchdowns since yeah. LT 2005. Thanks. It was incredible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Carolina right now is a bit of a shit show, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, to put it lightly. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, you know what, there – I'll put it this way. I mean, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, but I, I'm a huge NFL fan. And, you know, there's only going to be one team that wins the Super Bowl this season. And, you know, there's only probably eight to 10 teams that have their franchise quarterback and the rest are looking for them. So Carolina is really not that far out of place for a lot of teams. I mean, you either have a quarterback or you're looking for one. There's two, there's two categories. Well, they don't have to look much further than their QB room. It is log jammed, but you heard it here first. We've got the Super Bowl prediction. Uh, from our guest today on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Greg, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's been my pleasure, guys. You guys want to do a guest the athlete before we go? Oh, boy. Okay, I think I got one. Wait, like we're doing one? Yeah. I'm staying out of this. For him, okay. Uh, you just So how it works, I'm pretty sure I've seen this, but you you kind of just, is it like guess who almost? You kind of <sighs> narrow down your, your yeah. Clues? So, okay. So we'll get 30 seconds. we got an athlete. I got a feeling that there was a lot of Okay, I got one. I got greasy. one. Okay. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Golf, hockey, soccer, baseball, basketball, football, tennis, football. rugby, Olympics, NFL. Yep. Uh, NFC, AFC. AFC. AFC, Northeast, Southwest. East. Uh, uh, New England, Miami, uh, Buffalo. New England. Uh, currently playing. Nope. Um, offensive player, defensive player. Both. Bill Belichick. Nope. Uh, both. Uh, Julian Edelman played both, uh, receiver and safety. Um, gosh. It's close. So, uh, Matthew Slater. Um, nope. Gosh, who played both offense? Not, none of the McCourty twins didn't. They're not playing right now? Shoot, final guess. Who was it? Troy Brown. Oh, he was a stud. Number 80. Yeah. Won three Super Bowls. Did he play defense? Yeah, he played when they had – he had a pick too. Played cornerback for him. Gosh, it's a deep that's cut. me. That one's gonna that one's gonna hurt for a little while for sure. Now <laughs> I understand why Matt says, "How do you not punch a hole in the wall?" There are like three million athletes to choose from. <laughs> That's on the low side I mean, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, when you said both, my head went into a blender. And <laughs> when you said both, like my brain went directly into a magic bullet, and I was like shaking. Just yeah, eyes so. cross. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what happened. I don't know visually if you could see that, but I went through a few malfunctions for sure. Well, hell yeah. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining our show. Everybody go check out uh, the daily intermission. It's been my pleasure, guys. You take care. Keep keep uh, keep grinding, man. You know, have a lot of belief. You guys uh, got good chemistry there. So uh, keep working, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Look, I'm hungover too, all right? We're going to suck it up. We're going to put one in the end zone. Mini helmet, fantasy football. Week 9 is here. We're going to find out who punched it into the end zone or not. As you know, we play Mini Helmet Fantasy Football weekly here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast, where we have the Mini Helmets for all NFL teams. We take out the Monday night game and buys, of course, and then we go back and forth and we formulate our teams consisting of quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Whatever team you choose, that's the roster you have to work with. It makes for some serious doozies, and we have ourselves knotted up at two matchups apiece. Correct, Matthew? Yep. All right. Mini Helmet Fantasy Football. Walk me through 
week nine. I had to cut you off earlier. You're trying to tell me about it before we recorded. So now I'm just non at it. What was it about? Okay, last week when we drafted, I thought I might possibly have the worst team picked of all time. And that's that's true mini helmet fantasy football for you. And you had a pretty solid lineup. You had Trevor Lawrence, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Hopkins, TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, of course, getting traded midweek. Yes, I did bring that up. I said, what if one of our players gets traded? And you said... You know what? Roll on. You pick the player, not the team in this case. Seemed to work out just fine. Hell, it even worked out better than if he didn't get traded. But let's break it down. Who did you have on your team? Justin Fields, who set oh all sorts of NFL Jesus. <laughs> set all sorts of NFL records. Um Kenneth Walker, Jacoby Myers, and Tommy Tremble. Oh my sweet Jesus. Did Justin Fields beat me alone? So you had 60.4 points. Okay. Justin Fields had 42.72 points. Was the rest of your team able to come up with about 19 points or more for the victory? Yes. Kenneth Walker had 26.4. My tight end and wide receiver were absolutely useless. They combined for about 10 points. Okay. So you get hot on a Justin Fields tip. And that's mini helmet fantasy football for you. The dude sets the regular season record for rushing yards by a quarterback. And as a result, Matt takes a three to two lead in mini helmet fantasy football. Now, that's an, the epitome of what I'm trying to explain here. Just because on paper you get a few good teams, you get a few good players, wrong. It doesn't matter. You can have Justin Fields and your running back. Carry you to a victory, even though your wide receiver and tight end are literally as useful as a popcorn vendor. Perhaps less useful because the popcorn vendor actually has something of value to offer. So, Matt takes a 3-2 to two lead. Very interesting matchup behind Justin Fields. Great call on your part. We might as well get right into Week 10. What'd you do? My uh, tight end, his stat line is hilarious. Two catches for 11 yards and a touchdown and one fumble loss. So he had two catches on one of them was a touchdown and the other one he lost a fumble. We could have uh, picked up Shane Zilstra if we picked the Lions as a practice squad tight end. Comes up to fill in TJ Hawkinson's spot and catches a touchdown. Enough to beat the Packers uh, in Detroit at uh, Ford Field. Is that Ford Field, correct? It's got to be at Ford Field if the Lions won. Come on, they don't win at Lambeau. All right, we got an interesting matchup week nine. As you can hear, Matt's got the lucky sock here. Let's get into it. I'm going deep. Get deep in there, buddy. The Jaguars. Oh, boy. These terrible teams have a way of making their way into mini helmet fantasy football. Um, At one point there, I think I had the Lions for three consecutive weeks. And yeah, actually, last week I did get the Lions again. Pick TJ ended up with the Vikings. Yeah, I think I've drafted Justin Fields like four out of the five weeks. Seemed to work out. So the Jags, you went with? Travis Etienne is my running back. All right, probably a solid pick. I think the Jags finally realized got to let the Clemson boys do what they do best. That's, that's score touchdowns and win games against the useless Raiders. Sorry, Scar. All right, my first pick, the Tampa Bay... Buccaneers, now, if you've listened in the past, you know I've had a a few doozies on my hand, so I'm not making that mistake again. I have the lineups here. I got the depth charts. I got the matchups. 
And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually are going to be playing in Germany. So this is going to throw a real wrench in my uh, pick here. You know, you have you have Captain Cool, Hall of Fame quarterback you can choose from. You got a scrap squad of running backs, scrap squad of tight ends, and then like three all-pro wide receivers at one point in their career, I'm sure. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go with old reliable. The dude has 1,000 receiving yards like every single year. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. I mean, I've... I've never really had him in fantasy football in traditional formats, but I see my opportunity here. Mini helmet fantasy football. I got to go with Mike Evans. He's going to light Germany up. What do you think? I like the pick. My theory is they go to Germany. They want to see a show. They're going to throw the ball a shitload. Tom Brady's tired of losing or almost losing. And okay. he, he also threw the ball like 58 times last week, so I'm thinking he's going to throw it no less than 80 times this week. I'm pulling up the depth chart now after I <laughs> made my pick, but I'm sticking to it. Um, I, I don't know. You just got to go with it. The, the the foreign games, the cross-the-pond games, are always really tricky. Are they tired? Are they jet-lagged? What are they doing? Who do you got? My second pick is the seahawks again all right hey matchup in germany here Ooh, they're gonna be airing it out germany matchup you could go with your give me a dk metcalf run with dk huh i don't know that geno smith character tell you what he's been playing pretty good lately uh gonna put up points for you our mini helmet for the seahawk let's just say i think matt got these off of some sort of black market website some of the logos are pretty messed up. Yeah, the Patriots it, helmet has the orange face mask, as you may have heard in the past. The Seahawks looks like someone snapped its neck. Yeah, the Seahawk does look um, a bit dead. So, we got a few picks in here. It's No Brains, No Headache podcast. Mini helmet, fantasy football. We're picking our lineups for week 10, people. There's no chance I spelled ETN, right? Um, I've been on, under the belief that it's Etienne, so that's what I've been going to. Okay, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I got two, you know, decent teams in the sense of fantasy football to choose from here. And you know what? The Packers play the Cowboys. It's at Lambeau. I'll give you a hint. A.J. Dillon is out. Okay, that does have... I mean, I'm going to tell you right now that my player's first name is A.A. Ron. Can I, can I tell you that right now? Does that have give you any clue as to who it's going to be? It could be one of three people. You know what? I think I got to go with Aaron Rodgers here. And the reason being is I'm sure Aaron Jones will have a nice, fine game if the Packers can figure out how to score. I'm sure they will. You know, Cowboys coming to town. The Packers are tired of losing. Everybody's counting them out. To me, the Packers are football immortality and never count them out. Rodgers might throw a few to Aaron Jones, but I'm going to take Rodgers. I don't want to mess with the quarterback position. And I'm just going with my gut here. I think there's going to be another running back out there. All right, so I got quarterback and tight end, the two most volatile positions. Oh, boy. And we just talked about them right before pressing record. Matt got the Texans. The Houston Texans. Um, not great. I don't even know who their tight end is. Here, let me pull it up for you, bro. I got the depth charts. I'm pretty much ready to go. The Houston Texans tight ends are Brevin. Okay, this guy's name is Brevin. I wouldn't pick him. 
Brevin Jordan. If you want, I'll let you take the fullback as your tight end. Troy Hairston, if you want. I'm going to take or OJ Howard. Davis Draftneck Mills. Oh, yeah, you already picked your running back because the only good player on that team is Damian Pierce. Well, that's because so. they feed him the ball 40 times a game, and both of his knees are going to explode at any moment. Okay, the Texans, who do they got this week? Okay, the Giants in New Jersey. We'll see how that goes. My third pick. Actually, fun fact, the Giants starting safety rolled the ATV on the bye week, and he's out, so maybe Davis Mills will uh, throw for some more yards. Interesting. All right. I got the Los Angeles Rams now really regretting filling that wide receiver position. Um, I might just have to take what I can get here and not get too overzealous. For those of you who don't know what zealous means, it means excited. I don't want to get overexcited here. I got to go just, I you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my running back last. I've got to go Tyler Higby here. You know, he's the tight end position this year in the fantasy football perspective, not great. Yeah. You have I had maybe t- a handful of guys. I had Tyler Higby fill in on one of my fantasy teams this week, and he was absolute dog shit. So oh, he, maybe great. he's maybe he's due. Honestly, can, I, can we implement that like, if you want the fullback as your tight end? We can That's do that. fine. The only one it really matters for 49ers. is like, and you have, you take, Use check over George Use Kittle. check will get like the one forty yard touchdown of the year. The okay, Matt gets the Buffalo that? Bills tight end. Oh boy, Dawson Knox. If you want to go with him, I can pull up the old D chart if you want me to. Matt has already written it down. I'm gonna count it. But if you wanted, there was Quinton Morris or Tommy Sweeney. Tommy Sweeney. Okay. That is mini helmet fantasy football for you. You fill out the positions you don't want to, then you get the team that you could have used. The Bills uh, playing the Vikings, probably a top five matchup in the NFL, so should be a good one. Uh, Bills angry after that Jets loss. Vikings still somehow finding a way to win, but that's okay. That's the name of the game. My final team, oh my God, is the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Who the fuck do I have? Running back? Oh, you got two good options. Uh, how? What's the health of DeAndre Swift like right now? I don't know. They gave him like a decent amount of carries. You know what? Screw it. I'm going Jamal Williams. I just give it. Just give him to me, okay? Sometimes in mini helmet fantasy football, you got to do what's unconventional, and that's what choosing the second string running back is. Okay. Yeah. Definitely DeAndre or. DeAndre Swift Swift is not healthy because they gave Jamal Williams 24 carries to DeAndre Swift's two last week. The Lions play the Bears uh, in Chicago at Soldier Field. Jamal Williams is going to have a Joe Mixon-esque game with 50-plus points. Come on! Got to even up the odds at 3-3. And I think that's probably the end of the show for this week, Matt. Thoughts? Yeah. How How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty terrible. Got a little cough going, but... We had a Canadian on earlier. You got a big win from your quarterback and running back in mini-helmet fantasy football. Uh, The Panthers, not so hot. But as I'm looking at my co-host here, who's got a nice crew neck, Carolina Panthers crew neck on, and his favorite hat, the Carolina Panthers hat, and they're just not doing well. But you won in mini-helmet fantasy football. You take a 3-2 lead. 
in episode 129 has come to an end. What do you have to tell our listeners out there who maybe they're enjoying the show and they want a little more? They want a little more no-brainer in their life. All you have to do is go onto any social media that you have and go to at NBNH Podcast. Click the follow button. Click the like button. Follow along. That's where most of our content comes out. Or if you like to listen to the podcast, go to Spotify, Apple. You can follow along there. Let's break those down real quick on Spotify. If you're just a normal member, you can just follow us, correct? Yep. However, if you're a premium paying Spotify member, you can do what exactly? You can leave a review. You can give us a rating, I believe, up to five stars. I have yet to see a review oh, on okay. Spotify. Yeah. I sorry, I didn't mean to put your mind in a blind. That wasn't a trick question, Matt. I wasn't trying to. Uh, <laughs> Dude, everything's a trick question to me. I'm so fucking okay. stupid. Spotify premium members, you can give us a rating of up to five stars. I've seen a few people do it. If that's you, make sure you press follow. Hit that five-star button. Then Apple, Matt. You're going to nail this one out of the park. What are some of the features of listening on Apple Podcasts? that most iPhone users, matter of fact, all iPhone users have access to? All you have to do is look up No Brains, No Headache. You click on it, you go to the bottom, you hit follow, you hit five stars, you hit one star, whatever you think of the show, and then you go down a little bit more and you hit write a review. You put, Matt's awesome, Jordan sucks, and you send it along. If you do that, Matt will buy you a 30 rack of Bush Light, uh, must be 21 plus must be in the bismarck greater metro area and that's our show for episode 129 uh thank you so much for listening matt thank you for being here with me you having fun podcasting yeah 130 coming up next it's a brand new day and now i feel right it's a brand new day and now i see the light it's a brand new thing brand new bird it's a brand